season i'm your host brian costco here on aquabearlegion.com celebrating i honestly can't believe i'm saying this yet another browns victory as they win two in a row going two and two so far this season a lot of fun stuff to talk about here this week i am joined we thought we were going to have a record total five hosts but brian weeby could not join us this evening but i am joined by chris poland Hey, I think we should uh, uh, just uh, lay it out there. You're the host, Brian. We are your guests. Yes. That's, okay, my guests. Yeah, we're co-hosts at the very most. Who's that other voice talking that I have not introduced yet? Oh, I'm sorry. Chris, your voice sounds different. Sometimes okay. I sound like an angry Minnesotan. My guests, Chris Pollen. Hello. Ian Wolf. Angry Minnesotan. Sherry Oliver. Hello. Go Browns. Browns! Go Browns! All right. So two we're for the second week in a row to be doing this podcast in a moment of triumph as the Browns beat the Bengals 17-6 to in the first battle of Ohio this season, and they looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I just said what I think. Chris? I uh, was only half paying attention to the game as um, my gaming group was meeting and we were playing Mutants and Masterminds at the same time. Holy shit. But I uh, thoroughly enjoyed what I saw. All right. I paid attention to the entire thing, (laughs) making me better than Chris Bond. Well, that's that's not what makes you better than me. Plenty of other things. Uh, Yeah. It was, I mean, it was never really in doubt. Yeah, Brian Hoyer threw two touchdowns, no interceptions, right? Yep, two touchdowns, uh, 269 yards. Pretty good. Stats, always there with the numbers. Uh, <laughs> and Brown's defense just looked nasty almost. Well, in a good way. Yeah, Marquemius, my man. And that was actually going to be one of our trivia questions this week, but we're not. I decided not to do it, so I'll just say it here. Um Barkevius Mingo. Barkevius Mingo. Three sacks in his first three games as a rookie. First time that's happened since 2004, I think. Nice. Believe. Which brings me actually, before we talk too much about this awesome Browns win and everything else that's going on, we're going to switch things up a little bit, and I'm going to do our Don Fleming Memorial trivia question here right off the bat. That theme song yet? No, Ian, go. Trivia. Is there more? Good. No, I like it. Short and sweet. Sparse. I like it. Soloit. So this week's Don Fleming Memorial Trivia question opened up to all of my guests here. Chris, Ian, Sherry. What? It's a two-part question. The, The second's more of a bonus, I guess. The Browns 
finally waived Montario Hardesty. Mm-hmm. Um, after, obviously, he had some trouble in the past couple of years staying healthy. And they picked up another young man who I think is going to go really far in this organization um, and actually picked him up as a running back off of waivers. And I wondered if anyone here knew that young man's name. I found the question, so I'm not going to answer. Okay, fair enough. Is it Don Terrio Hardesty? <laughs> uh, very good guess, Chris. Um, you have a guess? I'm going to guess Bronze Chait. <laughs> wow, I like both of those. Sherry, you have the correct answer, but not, not the second you guys, one. You guys are pretty close. I, well, can I make a real guess? Yeah, yeah, make a real guess. I mean, and maybe since I don't live in Ohio anymore, I wouldn't have heard this. But was it Maurice Claret? No. Okay. That, no, no, no. That would be. Would that be awful? It probably. I mean, he hasn't played He's football. A criminal, right? He is a criminal, but that's fine. I mean, Jabal Sheard threw a guy through an art gallery window. Oh, he did. Um, <laughs> which is awesome. That's a, that is a yeah. cool thing to throw someone. Through. Maurice Claret, if I remember correctly. It actually like it was more like sad crimes. Like he like held some guy up with like a knife that didn't work at three a.m. You know, <laughs> got like three dollars, and it was like in a nice part of town. It a knife that free. didn't work was it a spoon? Yeah, <laughs> butter knife. It was just a handle. Even have a handle, Maurice Claret. So the guy that the Browns picked up, um, I think, just about three hours ago. It hasn't been that long. His name is a uh, Fozzie Whitaker. Mm. Waka waka. Fozzie Whitaker. And the second part of this question, which now that we all know his name is Fozzie Whitaker, and Sherry, again, exempt from this because she does know the answer, Chris or Ian, Fozzie, I am here to tell you, is actually a nickname. It's not his given name. You don't say. I know it's possible that it could be his given name, but it's not. And the question for the two of you is what, and I'm going to give you the clue that Fozzie is his nickname. It's also, you know, a variation, a short form. A, a nickname. A nickname stemming from his real name. What is his real name, guys? Do you have a guess? Gonzo. <laughs> Alphonse. Al- ooh, Alphonse. It's, a, it's actually Foswit. Foswit. It's F-O-S-W-H-I-T-T. Fozzie Whitaker is a young man who a week ago was super pumped to be living in San Diego playing for the Chargers. So is going to be living in Cleveland now, which is different. Um, and uh, from what I can tell, he gets hurt a lot. That's kind of his, uh, that's his hallmark. Nice. Wait, so, and, and his name is Foswit Whitaker? Foswit Whitaker. Yeah, that's that is incredible. No, no, that's... That's definitely his name. So, yeah, gets hurt a lot, was really digging living in Southern California. Now he's a brown. Do we have a middle name on him? Uh, I'll, I'll bring it up later on in the episode. All right. Yeah, you're supposed to get on that, Stats. All right. I'm, I got it. Uh, whoa. I'm Stats. No. This, is, this isn't a stat. This is a fact. Facts. All right. Yeah, facts. Very facts. All right. Stats. So... Um, as we mentioned, Brownswood, I mean, obviously, same stuff that we kind of have been saying week to week. Jordan Cameron was awesome again. He was. Yeah. That guy is great. Yeah. I mean, again, last year, the opposite of great. Terrible. <laughs> that is the opposite of great. Yeah. It's that Hoyer connection. It- Hoyer. So the other big news, of course, you know, stemming from this week, you know, Hoyer obviously winning his first two games. 
he has been named as of a few hours ago. We're recording this just so everyone knows. Monday night, I think it's going to go up Wednesday night or Thursday evening because um, I have a show tomorrow night at work. Um, but So a few hours ago, Chud earlier in the day announced Brian Hoyer in you know Captain Obvious News will start against the Bills. Um, even though Brandon Whedon's thumb is all right, Brandon Whedon said he was bummed he's not the quarterback, but he's well, didn't he's play better. Guy. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe he was thumbed. He's not the quarterback. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. very nice. So Hoyer named the quarterback for next week versus the Bills too, and he looked good in this game too. I mean, I really thought, with the exception of. You know, McGay, he had a couple decent runs later on in the game once it kind of got the garbage time and it seemed the Bengals sort of gave up. Um, but with the exception, I would say, of a non-existent running game. Still. Still, yeah. which I'm afraid is going to be the case for the rest of the year. But a non-existent running game, hopefully well, Fozzie Whitaker. I say Fozzie Whitaker, you never know. Mm, yeah. Doesn't have a middle name. Doesn't have a middle name. According to Wikipedia, is Wikipedia is sparse. Yeah, so uh, not much of a running game. We have Fozzie, no name, no middle name, Whitaker, um, and Willis McGahee and that other guy. Um, but the other, only other area that I really saw besides the running game that I thought was bad in this match against the Bengals was Billy Cundiff. Yeah. Shanked two, kicked two biscuits. Yeah, one was right off the, the top of one of the uprights, wasn't it? Yeah, went slightly over it. In fact, I believe I commented... <laughs> That's way harder to do than to get a three-mile <laughs> park next to it. You should get four points for that. You should. You so, really should. As far as I'm concerned, the Browns won 21 to six. Me too. Well, that, but that would okay. All right, we'll take it. 21-6 Browns win. We can do revisionist history here on this show. You should write them a letter. It's in we our just chart. did. We just wrote them a letter with, with mm-hmm. audio. Oh. Wrote an audio letter. Technologies. Um, so Mingo, Mingo, of course, had a sack. Tayshawn, Tayshawn Gibson had an interception. Um, Indeed. Yeah, and defense looked good. Uh, Kruger, I think, had a sack as well. A couple other guys. So that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah. You know, it, it felt better than you know. I didn't watch the Vikings game, but it kind of felt to me, based on everything I read after the Vikings game, this one felt a little bit more like a win. I thought the Browns definitely played better and did not, uh, you know, fall into that sort of trap of, like, seeming like they were just sort of winning a game by accident. Like, it seemed like they were in pretty much in domination throughout, you know, the whole game, I would say. I mean, they were winning at halftime, but it kept up after the half. That's what I was worried about after just, everything I read. Yeah. yeah. They did seem to control the game, too. I guess that's like, it, right? It, yeah, like, 100%. You said it was uh, Gibson with the interception. It was... My man, my new favorite Brown, Buster Screen, Buster Screen, who, who played like a real life quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just said opposite things. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I was actually I went up to Tony's here in Athens and watched the first half, and there was just a few people up there. It wasn't it wasn't a lot of people. It was pretty mellow. But an interesting conversation developed. Uh, Buster Screen got called for Pat's interference at one point. Really stupid interference call. Yeah. Um, on Buster Screen's part, like he totally did it, um, and this is earlier on in the game. And one of the things, somebody was like, "Hey, is Buster Screen is he any good? You know, like I've been kind of watching, but like he's apparently starting this year. You know, mm-hmm. is that guy any good?" And I was like, "I don't think so," 
but because he plays for the Browns, I don't know because I have Browns <laughs> blinders. You know, I'm like, oh, like really, I started to think like, what if Buster Screen was on another team? At no point would I be like, he'd be the dime back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that even since Buster Screen has become a Brown, I think it's been hard, even if he hasn't been doing anything, to not pay attention to him because his name is hilarious. Like, <laughs> I paid attention to Buster Screen all of last year because he has the funniest name. He's got a great name. He, and it looks well, like Screen. Like and every like week, Scrine. every week the announcers, you know, because they rotate, you know, through the games, and we usually get the crappy ones, you know, and they tend to do the Browns a few times a year. But... I love how every week you get to hear the announcers like the first time Screen's name get called where they're just sort of like, Buster Screen breaking up that pass, and they're just sort of like, whoa, I just said Buster Screen. Who the <laughs> hell is that guy? You know? Like, that's... So hopefully they'll do that with Fozzie Whitaker as well. Well, hey, maybe... I don't know. Maybe he didn't actually play well. He just didn't fuck up. <laughs> Which and is... I mean, truthfully, we, we talked about that. That's been another reoccurring theme on this show. Like, just not fucking up really can pay dividends for this it, team. It yeah. really can. I mean, that defense is so good that, like, if the offense just doesn't fuck up, <laughs> then good things can happen. Yeah, if you don't turn the ball over in the as the offense, your defense is re- Like, honestly, that's enough. Like, if they can score a touchdown or two, kick a field goal or two, and get 17 points on the board, the defense can handle it from there. And I'm hoping these next couple games, you know, I know we got the Bills, and then I think in a couple weeks, you know, there's, like, Titans are coming up. There's some teams that... You know, obviously the Ravens and the Steelers, and we just beat the Bengals, all aren't any really that good this year, I don't think. So the Browns, as opposed to previous years when they had a crappier team and a more difficult schedule, because not only are they terrible, but the other teams were pretty good. You know, Ravens, Steelers have been great the last couple of years. Bengals, too. Um, you know, even some of the out-of-conference teams that we're playing, like some of the out-of-AFC North teams, like Titans, who are kind of on the bubble, like they're teams the Browns can beat. The Bills, even at 2-1 and one or whatever, 2-2, two and two, I think the Browns can beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I will shit our pants here if the Browns are 3-2 and two next week. <laughs> <laughs> on this Go audio even. podcast. Yeah, an audio podcast of us shitting ourselves. Collectively. It'll make good audio. We'll see if iTunes takes the podcast after that. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about from this week? Uh, yeah, actually. One thing that made me very happy was seeing on like a third and five passes that were five yards or longer <laughs> as opposed to like right. a three yard out. Right, like actually trying to get the first down. Yeah, it just it was like night and day to what the first two games were in terms of like... I mean, even if they didn't succeed, at least the effort was there to actually try to go beyond where you needed to go. They looked like an actual football team plays. Mm-hmm. And also, Joe Hayden is a fucking beast. He's, He's awesome, dude. Like, the way he is, good. even when uh, A.J. Green would catch the ball, Hayden's tackles were pretty ferocious. Yeah. He, he was, like, throwing him out of bounds. It was yeah, fantastic. Joe Hayden won that game for him mm-hmm. by not having, you know what I mean? Like, just A.J. Green just became a non-factor. I mean, um, he had seven catches for 51 yards, but I'll take that. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much a non-factor in the mm-hmm. Green universe, you know. And I think, too, I don't have the exact stats. You'll have to maybe get us back on this towards the end of the show even. But, you know, the Browns, I don't believe they've allowed a 100-yard rusher this season. No, I don't believe so. Um, you know, they haven't allowed a 300-yard passer. 
Um, I mean, that's pretty amazing in four games. You're talking about pretty good sample size, I think, at that point. And I would be shocked. You know, hopefully that's something that can continue next week against the Bills, too. I mean, I... that is, it's lockdown. You know that these offenses aren't really able to do that much. Uh, <laughs> who are the Bills running out there? Quarterback, facts. EJ, EJ Manuel, <laughs> the guy from Florida State they drafted in the first round this year. He's actually been pretty decent. But nevertheless, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter if he's that decent. I mean, I'd actually say Andy Dalton's pretty decent. You know, he's not a great quarterback, but he's better than Christian Ponder. Uh, I think I'm better than Christian Ponder. That's true. <laughs> Matt Castle's better than Christian Ponder, uh, as was proven this week. So, um, which this is a good segue into our next topic, which is just sort of like a roundtable discussion thing here, which I think is valid. And Ian, you put this on there, and I heard them. I brought up the other exciting thing about the Browns winning and playing football that you could watch is that the media is talking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, like the media almost gave up on talking about how bad bad the Browns suck nationally. Like it wasn't even interesting. Bad teams this year, I noticed. Like the list of the really bad teams never contained the Browns. It's like they just got so tired of it. It would be the Jaguars and um, you know whoever else Raiders. So Mike and Mike this morning were talking about the Browns, and Ian, you posed the question in our outline for this episode: Are the Browns good? We wanted to talk about this. Like, are they actually good? I maybe like for all the belly aching after the first two episodes or first two games, like the defense, I think is what makes this a good football team. And if uh, Brian Hoyer can just effectively manage. manage an offense, and if I mean they'll need to get a little tricky with this sometime, and just right now they're they're making do with what they have very well. And if other teams catch on, that could be problematic. Right. But, again, the defense is so stout that that might not really be an issue. Does it almost sort of remind you, I mean, those things, the way you describe that sort of remind me like of what people said of the 49ers last year. I'm not trying to compare the two teams, but, you know, I mean, Alex Smith for the Niners last year was seen as a quarterback. They put him in there. Their defense was so nasty, and they had a really good run game with Frank Gore, so that helped. But their defense was so nasty that Smith just needed to manage the game and not screw up, mm-hmm. and they would win. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, that's basically it. Just don't fuck up. <laughs> so, I, mean, I think, you know, while it's good for us to even now, even if we're not being too specific about that, I want to revisit that theme throughout the year and see how, I mean, because I'm trying to look at it in terms of the big picture. I've been trying to pay attention to the rest of the league a little more this year and seeing what teams are surprising and, like, are those teams, this is a good time of the year four games in. You know, I remember last year the Cardinals started off 4-0. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even the Vikings did last year too, and of course they ended up making the playoffs at like nine and seven. But you know the Cardinals imploded, I think, and ended up going five and eleven. Um, you know, so it's an interesting thing. Four games in, like you're in enough where there's some things that are developing that seem to be consistent. In, in this case, Brown's defense, and even these two weeks, I think Hoyer playing, you know, managing the game well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that carries on, you know, throughout the rest of the year. It would be awesome if they were. It would be really cool to root for a good football team. So far, they're not a bad football team. And that's a a new thing. It feels feels better. Well, they were a bad football team the first two weeks. They were a good football team the last two. 
Yes. Right, so that evens out. Yes, so they're a football they're, team. They're a foot, they're just, the Browns have become a football team. And it, that's an improvement. That yeah. is a great improvement. That's good enough. I mean, the thing about like how well they've played these last few weeks, it makes those first two even more depressing because those were winnable games. Mm-hmm. And winnable game, you know, games like where obviously they were leading both games at halftime. And I would say it turns out like you know, there's another thing that you can look at with hindsight. Like obviously the Dolphins are actually pretty good. They weren't that great, yeah. at, but they they beat the Falcons, um, and they beat somebody else good too. I don't remember who the other team was. They built some beat somebody else pretty good. Is that a question for facts or stats? No, that would be stats. You look that up. You got okay. the yeah. Um, facts is she was playing the giant boulder on rolling down the hill a little bit earlier. Talking to people on Facebook. She's talking to people on Facebook. They beat Indianapolis. Yeah, who's also pretty decent, you know. So, I mean, I think that bodes well for the Browns. Obviously, the Ravens game, you know, the Ravens don't look too great. Um, which, of course, that's the other thing I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, guys, before we finish talking about this last game. The Browns are 2-2, two and two, tied for first place in the AFC North. And last place is the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> the Browns, the Bengals, and Ravens all 2-2 two and two at the top of the AFC North, and I haven't seen that ever since they've been back in 99. I don't think they've ever been in the lead in the AFC North. I, uh, I, I saw an image macro recently, which I won't attempt to describe it for you, but I will give you the gist of it, which is a knock-knock joke. Uh, knock-knock. <laughs> Who's there? Owen. Oh, Owen who? Owen for Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh... <laughs> I guess Chris a boner. Yeah. <laughs> that is the universal boner. The universal boner. <laughs> um, so, and we'll talk about that briefly later as well in the Steelers check-in segment. Um, well, forget it. Let's just do it now. The Steelers are 0-4, and they just lost to the Vikings, who we beat last week. And they had to go to another continent to do it. That's true. Oh, was that the game in England? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers are 0-4 in last place in the AFC North. And I think, actually, though I didn't have any specific notes, we'll go with last week's Steelers suck our dicks. Uh, yeah, do that, Steelers. That's why I got that boner. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So one more thing I wanted to talk about in current uh, recent event news, and we have one more giant awesome piece of news that we'll talk about later on in the episode, unrelated to the sport of football, but related to Cleveland sports. However, the other thing I want to talk about is also Bernie Kosar had an unfortunate weekend. Bernie, Bernie. Bernie, Bernie. Um, Life just caught up with him. Life caught up with Bernie, and by that we mean, you know, until proven guilty in a court of law, he seems to be kind of loaded all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bernie. I really, I mean, that might not be true. And I'm not Bernie Kosar, we'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to have you on the show, and you're like a childhood hero of mine, so I'm not saying that like I'm trying to make fun of you, but I watch a lot of NBC Channel 3 preseason sports, <laughs> and you seem kind of loaded, dude, and I really wish you'd have someone drive you around. Well, I mean, to the Longenberger lady, he's well, got... It's Longenberger. Longenberger, he's got the porno daughter. The goddamn basket house. <laughs> Basket house people. That's fucking. Oh, that's bananas. So when I was watching the bar, so basically, and I don't have the exact details in front of me, but Bernie got pulled over. I think at two, like about two thirty, Sunday morning. I guess it would be late Saturday. Yeah, I believe. Um, correct. 
in the fancy suburb of Solon, Ohio, being kind of drunk. Is right? it really fancy, or it, do you think it's fancy because you're from Lorraine? It is both <laughs> fancy in real life, and I do think it's fancy because I'm from Lorraine. Okay. So both. That's how fancy it is, actually. Um, in fact, I think when I did my student teaching, the kid that was before me in the same class was from Solon, and we tried to bond over this, like, Cleveland thing, and then it was sort of like, at a certain point after about five minutes of conversation, it was like, oh, yeah, that's right, you're from Solon, and I'm from Lorraine, so I mean, did I don't he, know how much... Did he spin the conversation stuffing dollar bills into your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Please shut up, this usually works. Um, Thank you, sir. <laughs> do, you, do you suppose Bernie's going to try to play off this DUI? Is it concussions again? Are we going to go with that one? I think it is, sure. Which are nothing to laugh at, but he has a drinking problem. He does, and Which Bernie is, is already to laugh at. Let, not guilty. <laughs> nothing to laugh at. It's nothing, even though we're all laughing now. Bernie, we would love to have you on the show. Basket lady wife, we'd love to have you on the show. Porno daughter. Even the cop that pulled Bernie over, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, also, quick, I, I want to jump address. in as our geography expert here on Six Bs and a Hold the fucking phone, mister. <laughs> oh, shit, that's right. Let's change it. Um, not geography, let's say I social. I want a geography B, and I don't think anyone else here has, so. Hey, Ian, have you want a geography B? No, I, I don't, don't have know. that sort of certification or a medal. Like a, like a medal that hangs around your neck. Ooh, they didn't give you a medal, uh, did they? No, they did not give me a medal. So that fuck you. Okay. So here's the thing, guys. Solon, Ohio. Solon was listed by Money Magazine in 2011 as the third best place to live. Ever? It just said best places to live. <laughs> uh, it was ranked as one of the best places to raise kids by Business Week. Mm. Let's see what the... Uh, I think it's the income is what I'm after here, the demographics. The average income in the household is $96,965. I want to talk about how 90% of the residents speak English, 1.9% speak Russian, uh, followed by Chinese, Spanish, and 0.8% of the population straight up speaking German. That's crazy. That is crazy. I would like to point out that where I am from, is the third most racially homogenous city in the United States. Lancaster? Lancaster. Wow. I've been there. That's apropos so, of nothing other than Solano's third. It's something I wasn't listening. Sure. Well, it's one of, Solon's a fancy place. Um, who's from there? Kid Cuddy, the Bob rapper. Golick. The Golicks are from Solon. <laughs> Just Bob, not Mike. <laughs> Solon is on that fast. Mike's not bitch. listed here. The drummer from Leonard Skinner is from Solon. What? That's right. Um, so anyway, yeah, Bernie had a little trouble, and there's not really too much more I think we can say about it now. He's pled not guilty, but we'll see what happens. He claims that there is, you know, more to the story. But unfortunately, you know, I really don't think... <laughs> How much more to the story can there be? <laughs> is it going to be like some fucking conspiracy, like foreign identity shit going on? <laughs> Dante Stallworth believes that the Iranian prime minister is... The original trivia question for the week was actually going to be you guys guessing his blood alcohol content when he got pulled over, but that was not published anywhere. Ooh. I actually looked for that earlier today. <laughs> 73. At Dante Stallworth, 22H. <laughs> so, 22H. 
So let's let's take a break quick. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, Brian, we'd be not with us um, in studio this week, and also uh, he's taking a week off from the broken bandwagon. So we're just going to send you off here. This is a little uh, musical interlude, a little song about the Cardiac Kids from 1980 oh. and the Cleveland Browns team back then. Uh, we'll have some more cool Cardiac Kids stuff later on in the season. But I thought it was fitting, given that you know that was an exciting Browns team as well, and these guys this year don't seem so bad either. So quick break. Uh, I'll come back with my guests here. You're listening to Six Bs and a P, AquabearLegion.com. For the first time I saw God last night, and you know he was wearing orange and white. That's the Cleveland Browns. When they're sides up, you can't shut them down. Take your tranquilizers, pop your beer can lids. It's the Cardiac Kids. Slide back and throw. It's the Cardiac Kids. Touchdown, Cleveland. It's the Cardiac Kids. Yeah. 
That was a very quick break, as Ian would say, I think, last time. Was that was a quick break, trademark. Very quick, indeed. Is that a trademark? Is you going to have right. catchphrase? That's, that's going to be my catchphrase. <laughs> you know, Brian has a catchphrase. Brian, what's your catchphrase? What's my catchphrase? <laughs> you don't know. It's all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, let's see. That's five L's. Yeah, five L's at minimum. Well, that's better than my catchphrase. I kind of want to change mine. Well, here, I had a new catchphrase for you. How about you catch phrase? <laughs> Ready? The sixth fucking B in the podcast name. Like, how about you worry about that? Should we even recap at this point? Like, we're going to recap. It's pretty We're going to recap. Everybody, the name of this podcast is Six B's mm. and AP. And that stands for something. And Ian, despite being a guest every week this season... And I, I still prefer co-host. <laughs> so I have two guests and a co-host here with me. Uh, Ian still has not figured out what the name of the damn show that he is on every week is. And I'm going to defend Ian, because I know he doesn't have a guest still. Right, Ian? Well, I mean, I'm going to defend you. I was going to kind of feel it out. It's a good thing Sherry's here. Well, no, uh, uh, the problem is that the six Bs, I believe that the last B doesn't actually apply to what this entity has become. It should really be five Bs and two Ps. Well, wait, what's the second? Yeah, what's the second P? Can I I wager a guess at that? (laughs) No, because I don't even know what that is. It's not even real, I don't think. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Five Bs and a P. Okay, Sorry. okay. So, Ian, I actually, Sherry, I, I, I agree with your defense of Ian, and I think that that is a very good clue to give you. Ian? How is that a good clue? Listen, I'm going to recap it again for you. We're going to try to, we're going to synthesize it. I think we could just make it really short and just tell him. The 6B is blog, but Brian doesn't write a blog. It's a podcast. The 6Bs are a lie. It's five Bs and a P. Right. We can't call it five B's and a P, though. We actually, I mean, the little bit of branding we've done has taken a while. Do I but is, have to guess? isn't there a blog? Ian's really bummed out that he doesn't get to I guess am now. bummed out. He just, kinda, he just well, railroaded the entire reason I'm on this goddamn show. <laughs> yeah, really, I mean, we might as well just delete that bullet now. You know what the problem was? I'll tell you what the problem was from the very beginning. Tell me beginning. what the problem is. And Sherry touched on it. There are too many goddamn B's. You know, it should be it should be BP Brown's podcast. <laughs> that, but that would actually get us sued. I think so, yeah. By the BP. Browns? Oh, no, I was going to say by British the podcast people. people. Yeah, BP. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That BP. I mean, those guys spilled as much oil as they did and didn't even get in trouble. I have a feeling we would lose. It's like it's like to spend and fliff spilling all no, that and oil. This poses a good question. Is there a blog? Well, there's not. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we no, 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 no. let me finish. Let me finish. Everybody. We may have come back around on this. However, there, there is a blog. There is a blog, actually. First of all, this post every week on AquabareLegion.com, which we uh, are always oh. glad to have, is a blog post every week. Okay. So there is a paragraph that goes along with this episode. It gets linked and tagged just like any other blog entry on Aquabear. What the decision was, and actually Ian is right as well too, there is, just as of this last week, there is a blog, because we're working on getting this on iTunes. And so one of the parts of that is to have an official RSS feed that's just this podcast. So it should be Brown's backing Brian's, Brown's backing pot, 
<laughs> yes. Todd Browns. Dot blogspot. Wait, no, no. Browns backing Brian's. Browns backing blog post podcast. Six Bs and two Ps. See, blog post. So that extra P was, I would have guessed. Was that. post. You were going to say penis, I think. No, I was going to say plus plus. <laughs> That's two extra Ps. It's hyphenated. It's only. So one. also, I'd like to point out that none of this really even matters. It really doesn't. Not only because it doesn't matter at all anyway, but because we don't, on six Bs and a P, spell out the Bs and Ps as if they are initials or an acronym for something. It is just the number six, B apostrophe S, <laughs> and P, or AP, depending on how it's written at the time. Oh, I'm going to have so, to change our iTunes RSS. <laughs> well, what's what, a, what, what is the B on? It says six Bs and one P. No, it's six Bs and a P. Sometimes it's not even an apostrophe. Sometimes it's just six so Bs. So it's just six Bs and P. And AP. AP. Ah, this is so confusing. I feel like I you think, really shouldn't I even be on this show. Where I think, thinks we should stop. So anyway, Ian, you got it. Congratulations. I didn't get it. <laughs> no, you did. It was <laughs> given to me. And I no, didn't you know. The more you know, the more you you know can help out. Not enriched by this knowledge. In I feel way. like you should at least try to be enriched by it a little bit. Well, you want me to? I'm gonna go out there in the world tomorrow. All right, let's move on to a game that <laughs> someone actually has a chance of winning in the same episode that we play it, as opposed to this one that's been going on. What is the game? Can I just tell Sherry the answer before she even guesses? <laughs> God. Yes. But you've yes. been guessing for three weeks. It's true. It has been going on for a while. I thought that was part of the charm. No. There's been no feedback at all from the listeners on whether they hate or like this. So I have to imagine that they just don't care. See, you're just a pessimist. I think that they love it so much that they don't want to talk about it. There's too many people trying to talk about it at once. Exactly. The line is always busy. When they try to call me at 1-800-6-B's-and-a-P, does Ian know it? Question mark, and you have to dial all that shit out on your telephone. This is always busy. Always busy. Always busy. So, that's, my new, that's my new catchphrase. If you believe that it's all right that Ian doesn't know this, Ian, I think we have an email address they can contact us at. They do. It's Ian, you're the best. Dot. That's all right. it. That's it. <laughs> all right. That dot's actually a period. So we're going to move on, as I mentioned, to a game that someone actually has the potential of winning. So you don't have to wait four weeks to only find out that Sherry just tells Ian the answer. Uh Sherry is going to join us for another round of Wait, Wait, Don't Sue Us, uh, where she guesses the full names of football players based on only their first initial and last name. Okay. And so, if, she, if she gets it right, Dave records someone's voicemail as Carl Castle. As Carl Castle. Yeah, right? I don't know whose voicemail it is even. I guess the first person that comments that isn't Dave. I think that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. First, the comments on here. On the on the blog post. On the blog post. The on the on the blog spot or on the. <laughs> no, I don't even know the address for the damn blog spot. It's six b one p dot blogspot.com, But now this, this oh raises another God. question. What if the like what if somebody there's going to be iTunes? tape all over the editing room floor for this one? Um, we still use tape. Legion dot com on the blog post for this episode on the website it's hosted on. Go there. If you comment, first person to comment that's not Dave gets Dave leaving a message on their home answering machine. So we're going to do Browns players this week. I actually have the Browns roster up. I'm going to try to pick a mix of known and unknowns. 
We're going to give Sherry the first initial and the last name. We're going to give her a total of 12. Okay. Chris, how many does she need to get right? Uh, eight. Eight out of 12. And I think that's safe because you know the Browns. So eight out of 12. Dave leaves someone a message. All right. We're going to go here. Are we ready? I have a question. Yes. Yeah. Why would anybody sue us if she got them wrong? <laughs> That's a good no, question. Okay, but the, because the name of the segment was a play on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which is trademarked by National Public Radio. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> okay, let's start. For Ian, for not having a lot to talk about, you've been derailing this episode. And you said uh, Peter Castle. Castle. <laughs> because in my dreams, in my dreams, Peter Siegel and Carl Castle have uh, somehow... Peter Castle. Indeed. <laughs> Peter Castle. All right, all right. First one, Sherry. Do not Google Peter Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. S. Lanning. Steven. Uh, Ooh, not starting off strong oh, come here. Come on, come on. Spencer Lanning, AFC Special Teams Player of the Week last week. There you go. All right. I, I want information, not criticism. Jay Gordon. Josh. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. One out of two. Jay Cameron. Jo Jordan. Okay. Two out of three. F. Whitaker. <laughs> would you like... <laughs> I would like his real name, please. Foswit. Foswit. That's three out of four. What about A. Ruben? Andre? Eh. Ooh, Ataba Ruben. That's a Ataba? tough one. Ataba? A-H-T-Y-B-A. So three out of five, you can only miss two more. You gotta get a good run here going. Mm. T Ward. TJ. Alright. Four out of six. O Cousins. Omarius. Wow. What? That was a detailed incorrect answer. <laughs> what are we at now? Three it out of six? Right. Four out of seven. Four out of seven, okay. T Benjamin. Travis. Five out of eight. Good to go. Uh, B. Cundiff. Billy. Six out of nine. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> B. Rainey. Benjamin? Ooh, incorrect. Bobby Rainey, our new, one of our, Bobby one, Rainey. one of our new running backs. Jesus. That name you remember, Bobby Rainey. So six out of ten, you gotta get these last two, Sherry, to have Dave leave, possibly Dave. An answer, uh, you know. As Carl Castle. As Carl <laughs> Castle. Um, M. Schwartz. Matt. Oh. Oh. Wait, let me, let me guess again. Miguel. Oh. <laughs> what? Miguel Schwartz? Because <laughs> <laughs> football player names always make sense. What is it? With Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz. So we had one more. One more I was going to give you just Go to see it. if you can get... This would be then 7 out of 12. I Kitchen. Ishmaeli. Everyone knows that. All right. Miguel I think pretty good. I gave I you think that's, yeah, that's, that's a uh, good one. Can I give her a bonus one? Yeah. Yeah, let's see. If you get this one right, hold on real fast. As the host of the show, because I think Sherry did a really good job, and mm -hmm. the Browns roster is changing every week. Um, so if you get this one right, Sherry, we will consider that to be the eighth one. Dave will leave a message as Paul Castle. On Carl Castle's answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, go. W. McGahey. Willis. 
Incorrect. Oh, that's good. That's incorrect. It is old legs. Old legs. Also known as we mentioned last week by my favorite nickname that we coined for him, Brandon Whedon's uncle. That's how old. That's how old Willis McGee is. At one point this week, he turned it on a little bit towards the end. He still ended up with like forty yards or something. But Willis McGee at one point again had eight rushes for nine yards. At one point this week, and I was like, "Good God!" So that means, hold on. Just really quick, that yeah. means he tried eight times and he only went a total of nine yards during those eight tries. That's correct. And yeah. also, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, stats. Maybe you can look this up if you feel like yes. it. But I'm sure one of those was for like four yards, which means the other seven were for five <laughs> or whatever, you know? I, what I have is that for the game, he had 15 carries for 46 yards with a long of nine. Those are positively. Richardsonian numbers. <laughs> it almost exactly like Trent's numbers. I guess I had, uh, speaks if he had a touchdown. I really had to think about that word. Did Trent Richardson, um, since I didn't pay attention to other things, did he do anything this week? Did he play? He did score a touchdown, 20 carries, I think 60 yards. So is that better than he was for the Browns? That is a positively Richardsonian performance. <laughs> yeah, three yards yeah. a carry. Pretty subpar, I'd say. Tell um, tore it up, Chris Ogbenaya. Five carries, 27 yards. I think it's Obanaya. I don't it think is, it's Obanaya. It, it is, is Obanaya, Ian. You're but pronoun- I think that you should keep saying it the way that you say it. <laughs> it's already on record that you I'm say just, it that way. I'm reading it off of this uh, internet. Well, off of this here internet. <laughs> tweet of the week. Cleveland Browns tweet of the week this week. Kind of a slow week. Even though the Browns won, there wasn't a ton of really good stuff. I think that people get in trouble for posting on Twitter. I think so, too. Joe Haven just ignores that and posts pictures of shoes. Uh, speaking of which. Speaking of which, our Tweet of the Week this week, kind of a nice one, but also a little funny, comes from our man Phil Taylor, who's a big, big scary, I heard him referred to as. during. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's great. I don't know if that's his official nickname. I it should be. As far as 6Bs and a P are concerned. Big Scary, Big Phil Scary. Big Scary Taylor. You can find him at Phil Taylor 98 22H. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> at Phil Taylor 98, that is his number. I checked. Uh, at Phil Taylor 98. Happy birthday to my love, my little sister. Dot dot dot. She got shoe game too. And he links. First of all, I love the phrase shoe game. Uh, he links to an Instagram photo. I'm of the two of them. You know, and I have to say, like, she must be quite his younger sister. She's small. Phil Taylor is humongous. <laughs> and but she does have some sweet shoes on, so it's just a happy one this week. And we get to use I get to say the word shoe game. And I also fa- I'm sorry. Oh um, Phil Taylor, uh, he's pretty great actually if you follow him either on the Instagram or on the Twitter. Um he also posted a video, a short sort of Instagram video that he took from the car wash this week of an old man uh, standing outside of the car wash smoking a cigarette and curling a very large set of weights. Like rusty a, weights. Rusty weights, like a single bar, like <laughs> giant, you know, metal disc <laughs> on the side. And just like really scrawny dude, just like pumping Non-stop. these weights and smoking. Yes, that's our Instagram of the week. That was pretty awesome, actually, too. Phil Taylor, check him out on Instagram. I think it's also Phil Taylor 98 maybe. I don't want to spread misinformation. We don't know. We spread a lot of misinformation on this show, actually. There's a precedent that our information... As Jonathan Richmond once told my boss, Tim Peacock, 
Not all information is good information. What you have given me is some information, but it is not the correct information. <laughs> and the correct information would be better. I have um, some correct information for you all. What? It's a backup tweet of the week. Ooh, nice, oh. nice. Yes. B-U-T-O-T-W. <laughs> I just want to let that moment live forever. At Lexi Silver, L-E-X-X-I Silver, also known as Bernie Kozar's porno daughter. Nice. <laughs> I really want the man to buy me a present. Is that you, question mark? Ooh. Wait, is this actually his daughter? As far as the internet is concerned, yes. So her porn name is Lexi Silver? Yes. Her other tweet is, John Elway has horse teeth. I wonder if he has a horse cock. <laughs> wow! No way! John Elway beat yeah. She was like a playoff. Are those, are those her only two tweets? Ever? Those are the only two. <laughs> those are her only two tweets? <laughs> this is awesome! Lexi what? Lexi Silver. I may have made some of that up. Wait, which parts did she make up? All of it? The John Elway tweet. I was fibbing. You made that up. That was a pretty good fake tweet. Oh, there's a different Lexi Silver that you should not look at on Twitter because I believe... What? It just felt very inappropriate. Oh. It's probably the same one. Is it a picture of a girl with a tongue ring and her mouth open and it looks like there's some business going on behind her? Business. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's a porn star. Does her Twitter have to not have business on it? I, I think it has to have business on it. Yeah. From from the 27th of September, walking around the house totally naked, nothing better to do. You should go. Excuse me. You Is that should your come Twitter join or hers? That's my Twitter. I'm sorry, I got confused. Sorry, I thought we were just giving tweets away from everybody. Um, so we already did the Steelers check-in, and instead of taking a second break, I think we're just going to ride out through the rest of the episode. Want to um, find some condoms for my upcoming trip. <laughs> At Lexi <laughs> Silver. What, what is her Twitter handle, Ian? L e x x i silver. Like oh, I, I wouldn't have spelled it that way. Well, so that's, that's why I, found I mean, that's the, the traditional porno way to spell Lexi. I mean, I wonder if this is in reaction to her father's drunk driving arrest, but from the twenty fifth of September, which this would have been before that. She's getting, I think, getting it got to in well, her picture. One would say these are consecutive <laughs> tweets from the twenty fifth of September. The first one: I've been sick all week. The doctor said it was nothing, but I think he's nuts. The next one, I really want a man to stuff my ass. Who's interested? <laughs> you know what? I actually think, real quick, and not in any way should this censor this episode or future ones, this is actually a really good time to, to apologize to any of my family members that are listening. Not because we're doing this, but because I probably, this is it'll still just be happening, I imagine. This is our creative outlet. Or maybe, you know, if someone's listening at work. Yeah, if you're listening at work, I'm sorry. Ian just said, stuff my ass. Right? Is that what you said? I mean, pretty much. Give or take. That was the gist of it. So, (laughs) that sounded dirty, too. So, (laughs) Steelers suck. We already did the Steelers check-in. The other thing I wanted to talk about before we just, you know, maybe do a quick preview of this Thursday's game versus the Bills, um, was I wanted to talk about baseball for a second. Yay! The Cleveland Indians have clinched the wild card. In fact, if this goes up on Wednesday night, the Indians are playing Wednesday night in Cleveland, the first wild card game against either the Rangers or the Rays. I don't know if that game is over tonight or not. Uh, it sh- maybe. Um, let me it check. Have Ian check, but yeah, the Indians are going to playoffs. 
And if you're a Reds fan, the Reds are going to the playoffs, too, in the NL. And Brian, I don't know. Brian, let me tell you something. What? I am a Reds fan. You are a Reds fan. I am a very big Reds fan. Baseball I, is my first love in sports, I'll be honest. I'm and sorry so, Ian, you know, and maybe this is something we even need to look at for next. I don't know if the Reds and the Indians have both been to the playoffs in the same year. The oh, that would have been a great. If we still did questions <laughs> from the audience, that would be a good one. Whenever I'm confused by something, I say oh. <laughs> That's funny enough. The same noise I think Lexi Silver makes everyone. <laughs> when the man is stuffing her ass. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh, how'd that get in there? Yeah. Uh, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, I think they're just the Rays now, win 5 oh, All right, so the Tampa Bay Devil, Tampa Bay Rays will play the Indians Wednesday night in Cleveland. That game and sold out in a matter of minutes. The Reds, good play, <laughs> the Reds play the Pittsburgh Pirates Tuesday at 8 o'clock Eastern. And that's a play-in game as well. Wild that is playing game. Go on the one-game playoff. They go on from there. I'm trying to keep talking about baseball. We've actually pretty much that's all I wanted to bring up, but my wife Sherry is giggling next to me because I believe she is just reading Lexi Silver's tweets. <laughs> they are they're glorious, right? On September second, I'm assuming earlier in the day, she tweeted, "So horny at the moment," and then later on that day, "Cherish every moment. Our life is precious." Cherish <laughs> horny at the moment. Cherish that moment. Seventeenth of September. I hope you feel hashtag beautiful today. Followed by, I love getting fucked in the morning. Great All right. Start the day. <laughs> we gotta stop this because it could go on forever. I feel like. Everybody, Lexi Silver, we would love to have you on the show. I don't want her on the show. No, I want her on the show. Just tweet at us at 6B1P. Clearly, you're a master of form. Yeah. She can shoot ping pong balls or something. <coughs> um. These are filthy. <laughs> oh, my God. These are so filthy. Yeah, no, we have to. We should We got to stop. So, everybody. I want a sexy guy to lick my pussy. Who's interested? It's. Capital L-E-X-S-I. Wait, hold on. I can't. I'm sorry. Ian, what's her handle? L-E-X-X-I-S-I-L-V-E-R. Lexi Silver. Uh-huh. I bet you she wouldn't have got a DUI if she got pulled over. I She would have probably uh, offered some alternative arrangement for that. To live in the moment. She seems to often get frustrated by men and wish that she were a lesbian. Anyway, you guys should wrap up. Yeah, we are really, we got to wrap up. Hold on, uh, hold on. I think I have found the uh, apex of all of these Lexi Silver tweets. All right, one more. On and September 8th. No, no, no. Before yes. you go, this is the last one we're ever doing. Of course. Because we try to – I don't want to cheapen the tweet of the week. We look really hard each week to find an That's awesome true. tweet. And everything Lexi Silver says is both the awesome combination of offensive, ridiculous, and sad and – we can just pull 20 every week. So and more is, importantly, tangentially related to the Browns. Yes, which is this show loves things that are tangentially related to the Browns. So, Ian, what is the apex? So, on the 8th of September, she says at one point during the day, have no clue why my lips are so tired. The next, uh, tweet, the next tweet answers that question. Picked out on pasta today. I feel fat. <laughs> <laughs> There you have it. Because you would have thought it was from, you know, sucking a bunch of dicks. You would have. All right, all right. All right, let's uh, keep it clean. Show. Let's keep it remotely clean here. This is a family show? I mean, it's not a family show, but we've we've said some pretty foul stuff this episode. Lexi Silver said it. We just reported it. Sure. I don't think that's reporting. I, I 
I'm reading what she says verbatim. Let's just try not to lose any of the nine fans we have. Oh, Dave's a tough guy. This will get us more fans, if anything. You think so? That's true. If you say dicks, you get 20 more follows immediately. Where? Um, so baseball, that is good news as well. And I read yesterday, it was actually like pretty awesome, you know, on Sunday. The Browns win to go to 2-2. Two and two. Indians clinch a wild card spot on the same day. That's pretty awesome. Go Cleveland. You deserve it. Go Cleveland. It. Um, so the Browns play the Bills this Thursday night in an exciting nationally televised, with the caveat only people that have the NFL Network uh, <laughs> thing, which means i got to go to BW3, I think, because my band's playing at the Union across the street from that. It's probably the closest spot. And monumental. Yeah, so that sucks that the Browns are playing on Thursday night. And I don't even have anything to do on Sunday this week. It would have been a perfect day to watch the Browns. But um, Browns play the Bills, and I think they can win this one. I agree. Any predictions? Browns win. Browns win. How's that for insight? That's a good insight. I mean, I'm excited to see what Hoyer looks like still, see if the defense is still awesome. I mean, I think if they can keep doing the same things that we've talked about that helped them win these last two games, they should be good. The Bills aren't that good. I mean, a, a buddy of mine asked me this week if Hoyer is for real. He's not a Browns fan. And, you know, I want to say yes, but it's just – this is a small sample size right now, and I think this this game will go a long way towards answering that question. Yeah, three games in, we'll have a better idea, I think. I mean, despite the three interceptions the first week, there's some good things, and last week, obviously, was just beautiful. Didn't have any interceptions. Two Zero. touchdowns, 260-some yards. I mean, that's pretty solid. If he can do that again, much like I claimed in one of the first episodes of the season, that any time Brandon Weaving threw the ball 54 times, the Browns would lose... I think if Hoyer can throw two touchdowns and no interceptions and 200-some yards, he should be able to win most games. With that defense, I am inclined to agree. I mean, and the Browns are a field goal-kicking team, so, I mean, you assume if Hoyer throws two interceptions, or, I'm sorry, two touchdowns, but, you know, they're either getting another touchdown from the run or the defense or special teams, possibly, or they're getting a couple field goals. So, I mean, 20-some points is more than, I mean, obviously even this week, 17 was enough yeah. to win, you know? And Really, Cincinnati wasn't in any real danger of scoring at any other point. No. And, and actually, that was one more thing before we go, uh, since there isn't too much to talk about the preview for next week other than just that we hope they can win and do the same thing. <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring that up because, you know, I had heard a lot of talk, uh, both you know, on ESPN Radio, on blogs, uh, kind of all over the place, that the Bengals were, like, a for-real team in the AFC. In fact... I believe, I can't remember who it was, someone on ESPN Radio, one of the analysts, like a big-time dude, said that he thought that the, there was only two teams in the AFC that had a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and that was the Broncos and the Bengals. And I wonder if he still feels that way after Sunday's game. Was it Colin Cowherd? Because that guy's a fucking idiot. He is an idiot. It might have been him. But, I mean, you know, people were not only saying that the Bengals were kind of, especially after watching how bad the Steelers and Ravens would have been so far this year, a lot of people said the Bengals were, you know, kind of the front runner to win the AFC North. But for people to say they were Super Bowl contenders, I mean, you know, the Browns, like we said, dominated that game. Honestly, what's what's our exposure to these other teams in the NFL outside of what we hear and then what we see when the Browns play them? True. So, I mean, I can't say for certain that maybe Andy Dalton just sucks, or maybe the Browns' defense is that good. It's true. I mean, that was the thing we obviously saw with Joe Hayden, just being Joe Hayden stopped A.J. Green yeah. factor at all. Maybe the 
defense is that good. So Yeah, as it goes I, on week after week, I'm inclined to think that's the case. Let's hope. Let's hope we're back here in the next couple of weeks talking about how we're pretty sure the Browns might be kind of good, right? Right. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Does anybody have anything to add? Government's going to shut down in half an hour. I know six Bs and a P avoids the politics. But yeah. Yeah. We can continue. Everyone out there in case I, you're wondering. Sherry, I have a question about that. Go ahead. What do you think of Breaking Bad? Okay, everybody. Six Bs and a P. I'm your host, Brian Costco. I have guests here. Chris, Colin, what do you have to plug? Plug something. Um, Lexi Silver's butthole. Oh! NSFW, everybody. I might actually, you know what, I've never given this blog any sort of tag that mentioned that there was explicit language, but with the amount of dicks and buttholes and everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I would like to, again, because I know we have some people that listen to this. Children. children, Probably little babies. You think little babies? Walter Prince listening to this. That 60 people not continue to, I mean, we, we dumb it down. We don't usually dumb it down in the sex area. And I think Ian is right, actually. I think Ian actually, strangely enough, was right. Hey. We are just reporting on the things that Lexi Silver. <laughs> Not me. I made a joke. Good well, job. That was good. <laughs> Lexi Silver has no clue why her pussy is so throat. Oh, oh right. right. Jesus Christ, man. Throat? I'm not even going to ask. You know what? We're not even going to ask you if you have anything to promote. I don't I care. do. Something about gross stuff. Yeah, I'm going to be... Trying to keep this... I'm trying to keep this podcast as clean as I can while it's still as filthy and uncensored, but you were saying some terrible stuff. I was not saying anything terrible. Lexi Silver, Brandy Coaster's porno daughter. Stop it. She- Sherry, stop it. <laughs> Sherry, do you have anything like you'd like plug, to plug? I'd like to plug the Mindy Project. <laughs> Breaking Bad is over. If you're looking for something to fill that gap, in your life. God, you're setting them up for more Lexi Silver stuff. It's on Fox. It's Tuesdays at 9.30. I think it's a really funny show, and I think it's better than Breaking Bad. Ian, what is email? Earlier, Sherry said, Sherry sent you, I think, that new email address for if anyone wanted to contact her about the Mindy Project. She, what was that? It was, uh, the Mindy Project is apparently still a thing at Fox.com. Fox.com. Send it on. Again, I would like to both thank you for listening to Six Bs and a P and apologize for the extra dirty Lexi Silver talk. But really, Bernie Kosar, let's get a handle on your daughter, okay? Yeah, let's not get a handle on her because... Bernie, we're worried about you. We'd love to have you on the show. And I mentioned, yeah, even the cop that pulled you over, that would be good too. Um, I'm your host, Brian Costco. I want to thank AquaBirdLegion.com for having us again. We had no Pierogi Mountain Fresh Take Hotline this week. Uh, we'll be back next week to discuss the Browns' uh, hopeful victory over the Bills. We'll also be back with the Broken Bandwagon next week as well. Brian Weeby will be back with that. And our Lexi Silver Blackout. Yeah. Less- blackout. <laughs> less porn talk. Look for my new podcast. It's what Lexi Silver says. Um, <laughs> the AquaBearLegion.com, your source for force. Your one source. One Shit. source. Shit. Lexi Silver says. Um, <laughs> Let me give you a preview of next week's episode.
<laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Six Peaks and a P. AquaPrelegion.com, your one source for farce. Go Browns! Go Browns! Go Browns! Thank <laughs> you.